Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. It is bright and early. On a Saturday evening, 8.52 p.m., Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia here to wrap up the Eagles. 2019 draft i forgot we didn't even do a mic check and we have just started to record we're ready to go guns blazing sixers are just starting the third quarter against the toronto raptors here we go in the fourth round the eagles at number 138 take penn state defensive end sharif miller a homegrown Philadelphia product, their second Penn State player. In the fifth round, they trade down four picks at a seventh-round pick and draft Northwestern quarterback Clayton Thorson. And then that's it. In the seventh round, they traded for a uh, defensive tackle from the Indianapolis Colts, Hassan Ridgeway, a third-round pick in 2016. 2016, 2017? I don't know. This is, this is all Three years. He's been, yeah, 16. He's entering his last year of his rookie contract. But the more important thing is that the Eagles entered this draft class, or th- this round, this draft day. I'm all over the place. I haven't slept. I'm rambling. I don't even know. We're, we're, this, this episode is, is it's lost It's a normal already. podcast, you're telling me. Bo Wolf entered Saturday up seven points in the Duck Duck Juice draft. And in the fourth round, when the Eagles drafted Sharif Miller, that was four points for Shield. He was three points down. We had the possibility that he could tie in the Duck Duck Juice draft. Meanwhile, in the Turkeys to the Kingdom, the entire, the entire ledger depended on whether or not the Eagles would draft a quarterback in this draft. So the Eagles move back four picks, which sets up this wonderful drama in which the Eagles could have tied the Duck Duck Juice draft and set up a 1.7th round tiebreaker. But in one fell swoop, Howie Roseman proves that he is a minion as the Eagles take the quarterback, cementing once again another Duck Duck Juice victory for the champ himself. I've never lost in this game, and I presume that I never will. As Defop Noah Becker pointed out, there has to be some foul play between you and Joe Douglas. Is it coincidence that he drops your name press conference after press conference, and then the Eagles inexplicably, with needs on the roster, with defensive line depth not addressed, with only five picks in the entire draft, completely just waste a pick in the fifth round to give you the victory, uh, as they say, coincidence? I think not. Mm. So you may not spill the beans now. It may take, uh, you know, a couple drinks, a couple uh, 
tequila sodas or whatever those weird things are you... Uh... Would that be such a bad thing if I was able to grease the skids and take the victory on a Duck Duck Juice? That would be fine. I just want and the, the turkeys to the kingdom. Yeah, I just want the people to know where it comes mm. from. That it, this was not a fair fight, or it could this just not be a that just one of fight. us knows the team better than the other. <laughs> I will be getting you a Clayton Thorson, Thorson slash Wolf. Can I do that? Like, as you like said, our Sega Whiteside, I'll do Thorson dash Wolf. As you said, tell me what number you want for your customized. Jersey. As angry as I've ever seen you. It's as angry as I've ever been about a pick the team I covered uh, made. You know, normally I have no reason to be happy or angry. Uh, I can rip them a little bit if I want to. That's fine. Uh, I can talk about resources. I can say I like the pick. I can say I've watched this guy. This was smart. Uh, This one was just directed right at me. As I told you, if they took a defensive tackle and I lost, I could have lived with that. that, I could have lived with that. But uh, the way I went down, and we'll get to the actual players and what we really think here in a moment. Just really put a damper on my 2019 draft. I've been emotionally eating, emotionally eating since then. I think you've seen me. I've been I've going been emotionally up. eating yeah. since the draft started. As have I. Uh, yeah, my, my, my wife's out of town, and she asked me this morning, because uh, she knows we've been working late. She's like, have you been eating? And I was like, I've been eating too much. I've just been pounding nonstop since we've yeah. been here. The, there was, uh, I believe, uh, the most sports writer sentence that's ever been uttered was uttered downstairs after the draft. Uh, the Eagles uh, were nice enough to deliver uh, some enormous tubs of Rita's water ice. Uh, I guess there's a new, they're a new sponsor. And uh, someone who shall not be named came across the Rita's and said, I really shouldn't do this. I'm a diabetic. But it's free, so. <laughs> Which I think is, that is, the, the, I can't think of a better description. I mean, I'm not a diabetic, but I was not hungry at all. Yeah. I don't really like Rita's, and uh, I went right in there. <laughs> there you go. So in sum, in total, the Eagles exit the 2019 draft um, after Jeffrey Lurie spoke about volume and, and not trying to think that you are better at uh, drafting than other teams. This is a volume drafting team. They exit with just five picks. Now, that's a little bit misleading because three picks in the first two rounds is is good volume. Yeah. Um, and you are not likely to get a lot from your day three picks. But only two day three picks uh, is not great. And only one pick on the defensive side of the ball. I guess if you want to count uh, Mr. Ridgeway within that, that wouldn't no, really I wouldn't really say that No, I don't counts. want to. So it's a surprise. Ten picks in the last two years? Ten picks in the last two years, as Jimmy Kemsky, DFOP, has pointed out, that is uh, far and away the fewest in, in the league over the last two years. Not necessarily the way you want to uh, go about buttressing a roster around... Buttressing, huh? ...your young, highly paid quarterback. Yeah, I mean, this, th- these were the big themes out of the owners' meetings, were that Howie Roseman was talking all about getting the comp picks, and that... They knew they had to build a roster around Carson Wentz, who's going to be making $30, $35 million. Uh, at some point here, they knew they had to surround him with inexpensive talent, starters, depth, whatever. And the way to do that was through the draft. And the way to do that through the draft was by getting a lot of swings because, you know, you know, Jeffrey Lurie said flat out, we're not going to tell ourselves that we are better evaluators and better drafters than other organizations we know that you have to get a lot of bites at the apple and i understand what they did you know and howie roseman was asked about this and he said 
basically said, you know, yeah, yeah, that is true, but this was a scenario where we felt we saw a guy at a premium position. It's very hard to find left tackles like that. This is a position that they value. And so they decided to get aggressive and make the move, but that's a three-for-one move. That's a three-pick-for-one pick move. Granted, one of them was a sixth rounder and one of them is a pick swap but that that's still the sum total you're getting two. Well, yeah, there's a fourth i mean yeah it's not that crazy yeah you're getting i think i mean yeah we've talked the, the trade is, is fine to the me trade is the, fine but that's vacuum, how they got to right. part of how they got to uh just five and how picks else how else did they get there how else is it that they they didn't have a third round pick in this draft your boy golden tate i told oh, you that was right. a bad move and you that's said that's right no, they Sheil, he can play inside he can play out second for a half a season of a slot receiver who they didn't have a plan for yeah, when they good. could have just you know i don't know played the better player in dallas goddard the whole time good pick good trade Woo! so those are two ways so would you say else? that if you are looking at the bow wolf docket would you, where would you rank the duck duck juice victory versus the obvious victory in terms of his grade against the golden tate trade what was a I would, more demonstrative? Victory? I would say they're both above your love for Pat Shermer and the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> we put, there was a video of you know uh, we, we, I love the vi- we both love the videos of the teams calling yeah. the players and for as uh, for as jaded as we may be like it's it is it's nice to see these. Big influx uh, of emotion this year. I felt yeah. Well, it's nice to see these young men uh, living their dreams. That's fun, and and even when the guys come in, uh, you know, uh, Miles Sanders and uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside come in today. It's nice to see them on their uh, their first day, you know, floating so high. And those videos are great. It's you know, uh, this this is all good stuff. And then they show the video of uh, of Pat Shermer calling Daniel Jones on draft night, and boy, like I could, uh, it it could not have been less inspiring or less emotional. It was like it was very Shermer. Welcome really? to the New York Football Giants, I believe you said. <laughs> we got a plan for you. No, just uh, that's it. You know, we we looked at the board and we said uh, there's really only uh, one decision we can make here. As far as our decisions go, it's finito. Forty nine of the hundred and forty four underclassmen who went pro were not selected. Greg Dorch, per a tweet here. From Max Olson. Seems like a relatively high number. I don't know don't how know it compares that, to previous years. That's, okay. I know it was a record number of underclassmen. But okay. I don't know what that how that ranks percentage was. All right. Should we get to the players they drafted today? Sure. Finally. Sharif Miller. Uh, you know, not a player who uh, tested super well athletically. I think it went ninth percentile spark. Under 10, yeah. Under 10. Uh, not super productive in college. What, seven and a half sacks last year, so he had a good senior season. But Yeah, that's not bad. That's he had like a, five and a half the year before, I think. Okay, okay. So he's okay. Uh, Howie Roseman said they like, uh, More than Rashad they Gary. like his traits. I don't know what his traits are if he's a ninth percentile. But um, local Philly kid. Talk to him on the conference call. Sounds like a sounds like a good dude. Reminds me a little bit of the Vinnie Curry selection. Grew up, you know, following the Eagles, obviously. Um, but I mean, the best way to think about Sharif Miller and to set your expectations for Sharif Miller 
is to think about how you feel about Josh Sweat one year later. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the same injury history. That was the big thing with... No, he's also not as good an athlete. That's true. Yeah, no, I, th- I think if uh, if Sharif Miller, I keep wanting to call him Sharif Floyd. It's really, uh, I've, I've had trouble. It's a tough name to remember. Favorite Sharif? Abdur Rahim. Oh, gotta be Abdur Rahim. Yeah. Uh, if he develops into a rotational defensive end, that's a win with this pick. Yeah, of course. So you have to see. Now, that leads into a discussion about the defensive line as a whole. And uh, how, a little bit worried about this defense. How line. Roseman said, uh, during his post-draft press conference that, you know, there was the one point earlier this offseason where he called the defensive line class historic. Mm. He said he regretted that right away, mm. and he thanked everybody for reminding him of that quote this week as they did not get a defensive lineman until here, day three of the draft. I thought it was interesting someone asked him, uh, would you have been surprised to learn that you came out of the first two rounds without a defensive lineman? And he said, well, I would have been surprised if we came out with a, without a lineman at all. So it's a, an interesting way to know that they do really value the offensive and defensive lines together at the top of the draft. Or I mean, we know that. A little bit of nice it. spin. Eh. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I thought it was, it was also, I mean, it was extremely telling. He ran through everybody on the defensive line and did not mention Chris Long. I think Chris Long is a goner. Could be. So you look at the defensive line as a whole. You've got Brandon Graham and Derek Bennett. Uh, Derek Bennett, God, this sucks. Let's just quit the podcast. <laughs> Got to be the worst podcast. Derek Barnett, uh, Fletcher Cox, and Malik Jackson will be your Malik Rose starters at tackle, presumably. And then for depth, you'll have uh, Tim Jernigan, Trayvon Hester. I would think are the he got a trim. I got a shout out. Yeah, are the favorites for defensive tackle. Not a lot of depth at defensive end. I mean, no. Josh Sweat. When he was when he played last year, showed nothing. So it's not just the injury; uh, looked bad. And now, yet you, you had uh, Sharif Miller, I, Deshaun I, Hall. I guess for Sharif Miller, there is a there is a legit opportunity to earn a rotational role here. Vinny Curry is the one I keep forgetting. Vinny Curry. Vinny Curry. Uh, the Vinny Curry signing actually now looks probably probably better than it did at the time. You know, he can at least be an adequate rotational defensive end. But man, if you lose. Graham or Barnett, you're not getting a lot off the edge. It's not like the you know the best defensive line in the league anymore. It's not as good as last year. It's, you know, Say what you want about Michael Bennett. Before. I mean that guy yeah. produced and uh, could There's get a after chance the quarterback. They'll be better at tackle, but they're they're way worse on the edge. Yeah, and so that's probably more important. It's a concern. I mean, it really isn't just probably. It's that's not just this draft, you know. It's sort of like, all right, you probably look at the last. Well, I guess they got Barnett, but right. yeah, I mean, there were other chances along the road to address it where um, you take some swings and they don't pan out. They went the veteran road. Who knows? Maybe they'll still add. Uh, yeah, it's a possibility, Ansa. right? Did you sign a Ziggy Ansa? What's the price? Your life. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. No, I think. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, in, in the Kapadia, what do we call that? The pass rushing index? Yeah. Ansa rated very highly. Yeah. He just couldn't get on the field. So it's field. all medical. It sounds perfect for the Eagles. If the medical checks out and you can do a one-year deal, I would do that. If anyone's going to clear him medically, it's going to be the Eagles. We'll give him a little misdiagnosis, get him on the field for a game, and then put him on IR. It'd be great. It's sort of tough. You can't, 
you're probably not going to sign someone who's like an actual starter because they're not going to start. So would he want to go somewhere else where he's just a starter, right I mean, defensive end, playing 70% of the snaps? He'll take the money. I don't know. Are there other guys the out there at defensive end? I, I don't know. I would have to look. He's the only one I can really think of. Right. Maybe there's a trade up their and sleeve. How we did say, you know, how we did sort of make a point to say the player acquisition season is not done yet. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. Uh, it's a good point. I kind of feel like maybe there will be a move to be made between now and September. I don't know what it is. We'll see who else uh, becomes available, all those different types of things. But maybe they can do something. As it stands now, their defensive line is not as good as it was last year. And so that is a bit of a concern when you look at it and you look at what they did in the behind the defensive line. I mean, Jim Schwartz cannot be pumped about this draft, I don't think. Nick Perry, still unsigned. Okay. Shane Ray, still unsigned. Derek Morgan. None of these guys really excite you. Here, this will excite you. Dion Jordan. Hmm. Okay. Sign up for Chip. Pernell McPhee. Derek Shelby. That's about it. Connor Barwin. Dominic Sue. Well, that's a D tackle. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Okay. Well, then why did you read his name? Uh, as in terms of like in terms of second guessing uh, the pick of Sharif Miller, like when you get when we get to the to the day three of the draft, like there are guys who I like, but it's hard for me to really crush like taking him over someone else. There are guys who I, I would right, prefer. Throw a name then. Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Emeka Egbule, linebacker Houston. That's right. Um, you know, Mac Wilson, if you want, or Deontay Thompson, if you want. Uh, okay. Daniel Wise went undrafted. I don't know why. They did uh, say, you know, Howie Roseman did sort of admit that line. he was asked about linebacker and safety, and he was like, that yeah. is sort of a fair question. It seemed like he right. came into the draft thinking they were going to be able to address one or both of those positions, and they were not able to. You don't want to reach all those different types of things. So linebacker, I'm really not that concerned with. I mean, I'm, and I, I think the safety thing has been safety overblown. thing's fine now. I think yeah, it's been overblown for now. The whole time. I thought that was going to be more of a future. But even then, like, if if you think that Avante Maddox, yeah, can slide there in a pinch, like he can. We so saw him easily, do it, and he was then, pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm not as concerned about it. Maybe it's, I think may- it's been overblown the whole time. Maybe that's what it does. Maybe it changes where Avante Maddox is. Yeah. Slot where he plays Maybe. now, where he practices. I know he'll practice everywhere, but I would think he's your. Well, I guess they got the yeah. your boy Sandejo. But anyway, you do have some flexibility there. I mean, for Jim Schwartz, they're basically saying, Schwartzy. And trust you, yeah. And the last year with some backups, yeah. you did a great job. That might not be working in your favor here because I'll and be it's not like one guy. Really, like you know, there was the year. Two years ago when they went Barnett, Jones, Douglas at the top of the draft, all defense, but they signed some guys on offense. Yeah. They didn't really sign that many guys on defense. They're trying to spin it like Graham they did. and Malik Jackson. Yeah, I mean, Graham you brought back and Darby yeah. you brought LJ back. LJ Fort and uh, Sandejo. Yeah. Come on. So, That's not moving Jim's needle. The talent is not as good. I'm trying to – yeah, the talent, I would say, overall on defense. But the defense should – I mean, the offense should, should – they have no excuse, as you have been saying. They have no excuse to not be much better. Yeah, I think your the identity of your team's going to be a little bit different. You're not going to expect to win playoff games 16-14 this year. Put some points up that you give the defense a little bit more uh, leeway to maybe it won't be as good as it was a year ago. Maybe it will be. Maybe some of those young corners 
with more reps and more time in the scheme will be a little bit better. I, you know, I don't want to be too dramatic here. I don't think it's going to be like this massive drop off no. where they're going to be uh, a bad defense. But, you know, if they were a mediocre defense this year, that would not surprise me. But think about, I mean, now going back to the middle of last season when the offense was so plotting. Yeah. Um, you know, you now have the weapons on this team. Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar, who's going to be staying for another year, Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard, and of course, Golden Tate, who they surrendered a third-round pick for, and he's a dynamic athlete who's going to affect this offense for the foreseeable future. Did you mention J.J. Arcega-Whiteside? I did not mention Disrespectful. Yeah, they've got a lot of nice pieces on offense. If you can't design a good a good offense with these pieces, you got issues. Doug shot you down, though. What a terrible answer! Get he the shot hell out you of here, down. Doug. You know, I'm going easy on you for two years, and this is how you repay <laughs> me. Yeah, I asked you. I said the offense has added the, all these pieces. What are you most excited about? What does this allow you to do? I'm excited about Monday. Beans, two of the get the hell out of here. Garbanzo beans. You probably what just wasn't paying attention at all. Well. As thinking about ice cream. Well, okay. So, so what did you make of the pick that uh, cemented your second loss in a row? This this was one of the worst picks a team I've ever covered has made. I mean, what a garbanzo beans pick this was. Clayton Thorson. Yeah, but lots of people around the league were texting Howie after the pick and saying good pick. First of all, he's, and then he's like, "Well, they do that after every pick." All right, then who cares? <laughs> 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 all right Clay, clayton thorson you know seemed like a nice young man i don't want to crush crush uh, him personally it's nothing personal killed his brother on live tv Just now that was good that made me down. second guess my evaluation yeah, you thought maybe i underestimated this i did guy. like that yeah if you haven't seen it there's a video of he gets the call and he stands up and his brother goes to give him a high five and uh clayton thorson turns him down to hug i presume his wife yeah, uh, and then and then it looks like he's gonna finally give this guy his high five, and he looks him right and like dead yeah. in the eye, and just turns around to I guess hug his mom. It so, really was like he was doing it on purpose. The second time, there was no doubt. I guess we should have asked him, "Do you hate your brother?" Yeah, that could have been it. He said on the conference call that they ended up refilming something to hug his brother or something like that. All right, that sounds yeah, I mean, kind of weird. It's but. clearly the Cooper Manning of the Thorson family. Uh, that was that is a great clip. Watch that if you haven't. But so the quarterback pick. All right, Jeffrey Lurie said at the owners' meetings, "Yeah, we'd like to what get a bad back name. to drafting a quarterback uh, every other year. You know, maybe you develop them and you have a good backup for cheap. Maybe they have to play a little bit. Another team says, "Whoa, that AJ Feely now. He's he's looking good. We'll give you a second round pick, something like that. That's all." Fine and dandy, but you gave us the numbers of these day three picks at quarterback, and that, like, never happens. Never. I mean, Tyrod Taylor was the best of the group, which if Clayton Thorson was Tyrod Taylor, that's a home run. That's, that's not going to happen. Home, home light. That's a, that's a grand salami. That's like a, uh, Mickey Mantle, longest home run of all time. Lands on the train and then keeps going. Yeah, so it's very rare that you find that guy in the fifth round. I know you say, well... I mean, if he's if he's... Trevor Simeon, that's the second best quarterback. Oh, that's in the last a, that's a home run. If he's Jeff Driscoll, that's probably a win. Well, okay. 
Yeah, that sucks. I don't even know who that is. He's probably, yeah. I mean, okay. he probably sucks. Yeah. And he not only does he probably suck just because he's a fifth rounder, like his numbers as, well, that's uh, you know, as, say, yeah. as Bill Connolly, as you're going to get into, his numbers really suck. Yeah. He probably stinks. I mean, you can say, but she, you know, all, all these fifth round picks are crapshoots, you know? You don't know who you're going to get. Well, that's true, but it's even more so at quarterback. And here it's like the upside is a backup who may not even play. Like, you know, it's not like you're taking a swing on a Bryce Brown The or upside is like Matt McGloin. Yeah. That's so, the upside. So I don't like that. Also, well, let's get into all of the reasons this was a terrible pick. Okay. So in college, he completed 58.4% of his passes and averaged 6.3 yards per attempt. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that would rank as the worst starting quarterback if it were the NFL. 61 touchdowns to 45 interceptions? Yeah. That's the, that is like the worst thing is that it's not like this is some like ball control guy. He's no. tossing the ball to the other team yeah. nonstop. And, What's he doing? And so you can say, all right, that was college. You know, he was playing with this guy he's and that guy. He's playing with future dentists. And he's going up against Ohio State. That's my favorite thing about guys from, like, Northwestern or uh, Duke. You know, UVA or Duke. Yeah, Playing with future dentists. Yeah. And so Bill Connolly, who does a great job with uh, analytics, numbers, stats, whatever you want to say, uh, at SB Nation – sort of did this study of, well, do quarter, are there quarterbacks who improve, like statistically, as they get to the NFL? And his point was, it, this doesn't help you identify who the good quarterbacks are going to be, but you can sort of weed, weed out who the guys who have a very high percentage of sucking are going to be. And so he, he wrote, uh, using stats like success rate or some of these other ones, uh, yardage-based measures, average yards, per attempt, average net yards per attempt. No recent quarterback has exceeded his college stats over the first four years of his pro career. Most don't come anywhere close. So if those are your college numbers, it's sort of intuitive, but you say, well, maybe there are exceptions. There have been no exceptions uh, in four, in this four-year study of a guy who had these types of numbers or really any numbers in college and then improved on those numbers in the NFL. It's harder in the NFL he described uh, he he hated the he hated Daniel Jones and he described Thorson as Daniel Jones without the good games. Mm. So uh, again, fifth round picks are they lottery tickets? Yes, they normally don't pan out. Yes, but I explain. I said the one thing: there's no upside of this being like you know this this guy who's going to play for you and contribute in any way. Then the other thing is you only had five picks. Yeah. Like, is this the time to waste a pick on, on a guy like uh, on a guy like uh, Clayton Thorson? I mean, is there a difference? What material difference is there between Clayton Thorson and whoever, whatever like priority free UDFA, agent quarterback yeah. you could have signed? Yeah, probably not much. Probably. Whereas, like, there's probably some tangible difference between a fifth round linebacker and and uh, you know a, a UDA. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe. At that position for them, or, yeah. or an interior offensive lineman, or a safety, like yeah. So I, I mean, if it's, uh, it's Doug Peterson, probably deserves some benefit of the, of the doubt here in terms of developing a young quarterback. Um, but I find it hard to I mean, believe I guess that so. this is the guy. Like this is the guy when you only have five picks. This is the guy. Now Easton Stick went right in front. Yeah. And uh, 
there is some thought that he was the guy they were targeting, mm. and then the Chargers moved up and took him. But I would think you would have them graded similar because remember the Eagles traded back. Right, they traded back four picks. So if they really liked Easton Stick more, yeah, they would have just taken him. Right, they're not going to just get an extra seventh round pick and not get Easton Stick. So you would have to think that, or maybe they liked both of them similarly. Yeah, yeah, you would have to think they had them graded similarly. We're like, well, we can move back and we'll see who we get. That's kind of weird too, but. Uh, yeah, so I, and I, I mean I don't know. I mean, Doug Peterson was Chase Daniel, right? He was the reason Chase Daniel got here. Yeah, Carson Wentz certainly. I, I don't, I don't want to twist this. Yes, Doug Peterson deserves credit for his work with uh, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles for sure. But um, by the way, this is such an anti, like, analytics pick. The analytics staff must yeah. have been like, whoa, 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 what are you guys right. doing? I'm sure they are aware of these things in this uh, Bill Connolly article. Whereas I think, well, I, I, would, I would say that the two second round picks were probably analytics friendly. And I, I, I think so. I have no sense on Sharif Miller. but Yeah. So that was uh, yeah. a bad pick. A bad pick. Nowhere near the worst pick of the day. Well, for the Eagles it was. Well, yeah, they only made two picks. Hey, all right, Mr. Volume. Well, in the fourth round, John Lynch walked... uh, This, too, was not the worst pick of the day, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm I'm getting there. We're getting there. (laughs) In the fourth round, John Lynch, um, you know, gets up from the table, headbutts one wall, walks across the room, headbutts another wall, walks across the room, headbutts the the third wall, and then headbutts his... uh, Head through the fourth wall, and then, I like that. Uh, breaks the fourth wall, breaks if you the will. Fourth wall, yeah. Okay. And then he says, "Hi, I'm John Lynch, and I'm going to take a punter in the fourth round, who's 27 years old." Shield. It's incredible. And then in the fifth round, Malcolm Glazer is that the owner of the Bucks? It's not Jay Glazer. Mm-hmm. You know that's right. <laughs> Is there? Uh, I think it is. It's the just say the Glazers. Is there another Glazer? No, I think it's Malcolm. I'm trying to think. Of, no, no, I wanted to continue. Anyway, I don't. Uh, he continues his abdication of responsibility in owning his franchise and does not fire Jason Light on the spot when the Bucks in the fifth round, however many years after drafting, trading up to draft a kicker in the second round, Jason Light drafts a kicker again. In the fifth round. Unbelievable. How did Bruce Arian stand for this? That's these, what I'm most disappointed in. How do these, how do these um, team complexes not just go up in smoke when they light these picks on fire? How does anyone in that room stand for it? I don't care if you're going to get fired. Have a little pride. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Say, Light, you make this pick, I'm punching you. You've got to look yourself in the mirror at night, you know? I honestly do. I mean, I can't believe Arians was in the room when this happened. Maybe he was taking a bathroom break or is something. Is it? It was. Well, it possible? I think Arians might not might not have known about the second rounder. Maybe he's entering this. Uh, I don't know. I got I feel like he'd be the type of guy who's making fun of that late at night, like us. Okay. Terrible. These are not. These are not organizations that have like Super Bowl rosters and they can afford to. Hey. We really right. need to, and even if they were, it would be stupid, but dumb. 
That's so dumb. I can't believe you. I thought you were kidding when you told me that. <laughs> I legitimately thought it was some uh, some Bo Wolf joke here that the Bucks took another kicker. Can you? If that happened here, can you even imagine? We would have spent that entire post draft press conference. That that would have been the yes, only topic. That would have been the whole thing. They would have been like, no yeah. more questions about the kicker. <laughs> right. Sorry, one more about the this kicker. This is Stacy's day. <laughs> yeah, and no one would have listened. This is That's all we would day. have asked about. That's we would have led the show with that. Yeah. Terrible. They could have taken a quarterback one overall, and that would have been the story. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm slacking Pete. All right. So overall, the Eagles, like we said, end up with five picks, four on offense. You know, I was thinking about who of these players are going to contribute immediately. I think the only guy, just one. guy who's a legit starting candidate is Miles Sanders. As we've said before, it would be a disappointment if he could not beat out Jordan Howard. I mean... They might say Jordan Howard's the starter, but Miles Sanders should be playing more snaps. Prime in season, yeah. Getting the ball more by week one, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, so there's that. Or Sega Whiteside, I mean, he there's a chance he doesn't dress. He's got to beat well, out. I bet he's going to play special teams. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's what that was my take. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's a good chance he is, uh, you know, no impact on offense. Right. If everybody else is healthy, which you never know. What are the odds? Uh, Andre Dillard, same thing. He He's slated right now. If you play the game tomorrow, he would most likely be a backup unless they feel confident they can train him at guard. And if Brandon Brooks isn't ready, maybe he slides in there, but that's no given. And then uh, Sharif Miller. He's got just as much of an opportunity to contribute as probably anyone other than Miles Sanders. Maybe not. Fourth defensive end is not a lot of snaps because Vinny Curry is going to be playing ahead of him. Yeah, that's probably not right. So the only real guy you're getting an impact from is Well, Clayton Thorson, obviously. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) Stole it. Thank you. The delivery all lined up and just went in and jumped in. Thanks. Go ahead. Finish it. it's over. No, no, you got to finish it. Anything else you You want to... uh... You got to finish it. (laughs) All right. So it it actually is Miles Sanders. Other than that... uh, but then you look ahead to 2020. Do you think this is a shot across Carson's bow? You think this is a response? The, the Eagles are listening to uh, Donovan McNabb as a conciliary, and they're getting uh, Clayton Thorson to challenge Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz probably felt like they were getting Easton Stick there. He, he may yell mm. at them for trading back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Overall, I mean, it's, uh, overall. It's not good to only have five picks in a draft. That's disappointing. But three picks in the first two rounds is significant. And I think, you know, getting a a future left tackle at 22 is very good value. I think they played the draft well in that capacity. Um, By the way, if you haven't, you have to watch. The Jeff Stoutland breakdown on the Eagles website. That's outstanding. Of Andre Dillard with Fran Duffy. That will get you very excited. Oh my pick. God. He How? was he was just he was teaching basic stuff that I had no idea about. The stuff about counting the steps. Outstanding. Never heard it in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I did want him to really put his hands on Fran though. That was good. Well, that was the best part when Fran was pointing out the the rep or Diller, what do you do? He, he like, like knocks the guy's hands chops down. Chops the guy's hands down. He's like, you got to like this, you know, right. over here. The knocks his hands down. And Stella <laughs> just like, goes, you may like that. 
I don't like that. <laughs> He's a gem. I He's very great. much do enjoy him. I would love if they made give me. I a wish te- someone wrote a good in-depth profile on him. Well. Give me a 10-minute segment with those two like every week. Oh, my God. That would be the best piece of media I consume. Certainly the best piece of football media. Definitely. I mean, I was thinking I learned more in that 10-minute video about offensive line play than like 400 press conferences. Yeah, and without without a doubt. Yeah, it was great. So that will get you very excited about uh, Andre Dillard. And just like the plays they were highlighting and what he was doing, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy looks pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and we already thought that was a good pick. I agree. I think it was a fine draft. I gave it a B. What did you give it? I haven't. I also gave it a B. I had okay. it as a B plus okay. markdown for Golden Tate. Okay. I had it as a B minus because, as I told you, I was in a Clayton Thorson rage. Mm. I was writing that up after that pick, and then uh, I simmered down after a couple hours, and I thought I, I do really like the top three selections, and I so also I bumped think, it up to a B. I also think that, like, uh, of those top three selections, especially our Sega White, well, I guess you like him a lot. I, d- yeah. I don't love him a lot, but I like him in theory more than I, I do in practice. I still question whether like the, the jump ball thing is, is translatable. But Maybe you'll want to read my uh, takeaways post on Monday. I might have some nuggets about that. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Or maybe not. Sounds like a lot of work for you to do on a Sunday after three straight days of long days. On that note, better get out of here. All right, <laughs> we will talk to we you all. Rookie we are camp. just settling in, my friend. <laughs> we maybe you got- are. Hours to go. <laughs> I most certainly do not. <laughs> We've got to find out what uh, old basketball trivia thing we're going to go through. Uh, Someone mentioned Luke Walton. We uh, forgot Luke Walton. That was bad. Someone else we forgot. People did enjoy the Arizona basketball discussion. Yeah. Okay. Sharif Abdurrahim, who else was on those uh, Grizzlies teams? Mike Bibby on Big that? Country? No, that's... Uh, uh. All right. Let's just say the basketball discussion was a good one-time thing. Okay. It was a two-time thing because of uh, the guy's name I couldn't remember. Overall, I think it's a good roster. I think the front office, for the most part, did its job this offseason, even though Doug Peterson would not... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Blank... Uh, Cucumber? No, something may he wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> Why am I asking you this? Play along? Like yeah, that. to that degree. But what's the word? He wouldn't. Play ball? No. Anyway, uh... he didn't want to answer the question. But I think he's got to be excited about this offense. They didn't have any major coaching. Better be. Major coaching changes, right? I mean. Oh, lo- one thing I enjoyed was uh, the Eagles uh, put out a video of the. You know, one of their things calling the calling the first three draft picks, and each one of them went Howie, Doug, position coach, yeah. except with JJ Sega Whiteside, it went Howie, Doug, Mike Grow, which you know goes to our theory that he's the he's real still the wide he, receiver, still the coach. wide receivers coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, I think that's how you look at this team overall. I think they're on the short list of favorites to come out of the NFC. It's a matter of can uh, can you boy. Carson Wentz, stay healthy and play as he did in 2017. It's really boring, but that's kind of what the season comes down to. Let's at least um, God, indulge me in going through the other three drafts in the division. Ugh. Really? Yeah. Washington. Dwayne Haskins, 
at 15. Montez Sweat, also in the first round. In the third round, they draft um, Ohio State wide receiver Terry McLaurin. Fast. Never productive in college, but, uh, you know, people say good mindset. Fourth round, they take Bryce Love. So they got a uh, rookie with a torn ACL for the second straight year. Fourth round, Indiana guard Wes Martin. Fifth round, Alabama center Ross Piersbacher. Fifth round, North Carolina linebacker Cole Holcomb. Sixth round, NC State wide receiver Kelvin Harmon, who a lot of people like. Seventh round, James Madison cornerback Jimmy Moreland, who a lot of people like. I like him as well. And then in the seventh round, Oklahoma State defensive end Jordan Brailford, who the Eagles uh, had a uh, combine visit with. So, I mean, listen, that's a good comparison of what it's like to have a deep draft class. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players compared to the Eagles' five, including two first-round picks. Uh, I wasn't really listening past Montez Sweat, but I think it was a fine fine draft. I mean, I don't know if okay. I love... I don't, really it's not like I love uh, Dwayne Haskins, but if that's the quarterback you like, you didn't give up much to get him, and you're taking a flyer, you need a quarterback, that's fine. Montez Sweat, there's some upside there. It's a premium position. Those were fine picks to me. I didn't want Terry McLaurin was not one of the wide receivers I watched pre-draft. Seems okay. I don't think that was like a train wreck of a draft. No, I kind of like that draft. Yeah. Uh, tenth, uh, uh, the New York Giants also had 10 picks. Gosh. Gettleman. Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, DeAndre Baker all in the first round. O'Shane Zimenez, the old Dominion edge rusher in the third round, who the Eagles brought in for a pre-draft visit. Notre Dame cornerback Julian Love at the top of the fourth round. Wisconsin linebacker Ryan Connolly and Auburn wide receiver Darius Slayton in the fifth. Washburn cornerback Corey Ballantyne, who was at the Senior Bowl in the sixth round. And Kentucky tackle George Asafo Ajel, or Ajay, in the seventh round, and Syracuse defensive tackle Chris Slayton. They got two guys named Slayton. One of them's not named Steve. Good point. These are This is uh, Slayton with a Y, both of them. Teach you some. Gettleman. Well, the Jones pick was terrible. We know that. We know that. The Lawrence pick, if they had taken someone else at six... I'd probably be fine with, but to come out of the first round, you know, I, I think Lawrence is fine. Yeah, he's fine. Not my first choice. It seemed like after that they got some okay players. DeAndre Baker was a guy I thought maybe the Eagles would take. Zimenez was a good, another guy I thought maybe the Eagles would take. So uh, I didn't see anything after that that was that bad. But, I mean, the story, how we will remember the 2019 draft is probably – Daniel Jones at number six, and then the ensuing Dave Gettleman quotes later that night. At least that's how I will remember it. Now, maybe he'll prove us all wrong, and they'll play this on old takes exposed in uh, eight years when he's won two Super Bowls, but I'm, I'm willing to take that risk. Me too. And then the Dallas Cowboys. No first-round pick after the Amari Cooper trade, but in the second round they take Central Florida defensive tackle Tristan Hill. In the third round they take Penn State guard Connor McGovern. In the fourth round, they take Memphis running back Tony Pollard. Got a little bit of juice as a third-down receiver. Um, Hilariously, in the fifth round, they take 
the Jackson brothers, or, or uh, Michael and his father, Michael Jackson and Joe Jackson, the corner and defensive end from Miami, from the U. In the sixth round, they take Donovan Wilson, the safety from Texas A&M. And in the seventh round, they take Ohio State running back Mike Weber, who I liked, and then Oregon defensive end Jalen Jelks, a fan of Fran Duffy. Or uh, a favorite of Fran Duffy. He probably likes Fran, too. He's a fan. Seems like a solid draft a for them again. That's a, good, that's a good, another good uh, comparison to the Eagles in that they didn't have a first-round pick, but some volume. Whose draft would you rather have? I would rather have the Eagles draft. Probably. I mean, you, you would rather have three picks in the first two rounds. They had, what, one pick in the first two rounds? Right. Yeah, so you would rather have the top-end uh, top talent there. But I think they made fine decisions. They've actually been making pretty smart decisions. They have. Tristan Hill, I thought, was an option for the Eagles. I can't remember all the names. You, you like Tony Pollard, right? A little bit. A little bit. Fourth round might be a little spicy, but... Okay. So, yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, and then we have a review uh, from okay. um, an offensive name who says, Bad analogy, lost listener. You know exactly what analogy I'm talking about surrounding Ryan Shazier. Tip your hand a little more of your thoughts and your complete lack of understand of law and enforcement of law. I won't be listening anymore. But he gives us two stars, so that's pretty good. As I told you, I don't remember what analogy he's talking about. I don't think any of our <laughs> listeners remember it either, so leave it alone. But uh, you are who you are. Yeah, that's, I know that's right. Okay. What would you think about the president uh, congratulating Nick Bosa? <laughs> I thought that was your, uh, <laughs> that had to be your favorite draft moment. No, and anything no? he does is my least favorite anything. Okay. All right, I'm ready to call it a night. <laughs> We got a long way to go. No, we don't. All right, let's go through the picks in the seventh round. (laughs) (laughs) This is the third of three pods. There's plenty of content for everybody. We've given big pictures. If they would have drafted more guys, we could have made it longer. That's a good point. It's not our fault. That's a good point. Sure, people will be catching up Monday morning on days one, two, and three. What's your Sixers prediction? What, the series? Yeah. Losing six. Losing six. Lose at home. Yeah. Ooh, okay. You? I really don't need you to give this this much thought. I guess losing seven. (laughs) Okay. My computer has closed. Yeah. Shields shutting it down. (laughs) How about this? Close with this. We're not going to close with this. This is how I keep you. This is how I really in. And I don't think so. Numbers. I'm very close to just walk unplugging my mic. And Andre away. Dillard. Yeah. Miles Sanders. JJ Arcega Whiteside. Yeah. Peckness migrate. It's actually pretty easy. Now it, with Andre Dillard, am I including the what I gave up? Yes. I don't really know how that would work. You keep one player forever. You get one player for a season, and okay. you just cut the other guy tomorrow. All right. Uh, Dillard, you're nesting. 
Sanders, you're giving your pecking, and yeah, Sega White said my obvious. Yeah, see, there's not really a lot to that one. Nice try. Now, what do they have coming up here? They got the OTAs, then they have a rookie camp. We're not back. Pete, Doug Peterson said, see you in three weeks. I don't know if that was right. We're not here for, I think there's, uh, yeah, yeah we I think might it's have less a, than that. We might have a day, one day at the start of rookie camp in a couple weeks. Yeah. So if they, those first three picks were very Shilkapadia heavy. You've got the, uh, the guy from the high school and Andre Dillard, who was a stone's throw from where he used to live. Yeah. You've got the Penn State connection. Yeah. Where, where they name buildings after Kapadia. If I allow them. And then you've got the, uh, the Stanford guys from your, from your Zach Ertz work. No, oh, okay. I wasn't sure what my connection was there. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're, they're going to draft like uh, Jeff Stoutland's son or Ray Dittinger's son. Or, I don't know, a nice young sports in, Indian, Indi- sports Indian yeah. who, uh, who plays doubles tennis. Still he waiting. Knows a little bit about robotics. Still waiting. I'll be all over that feature when the first uh, sports Indian gets drafted. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll let you go. Phew. It's been a long journey. Broom a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I feel like I got something, but I don't know. Do you want me to leave? Do you want to do some solo potty? No, that's okay. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it. We'll be back, I guess, at some point later this week we'll to talk about, about something. We'll see about that. Uh, but that will wrap up the Burns with Friends coverage of the 2019 Eagles draft. On day one, we had the first live stream in Burns with Friends history. And the Eagles traded up to select Andre Dillard on day two, Miles Sanders and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and on day three, two other guys. That's all you need to know. Let's get us up those uh, Apple Podcast rankings, by the way. Well, that's what I'm. That's what that's what I'm going to say. Is, oh, is that good? Uh, I got you back. That's good. You know, we 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 put in that work. Now we put out the call. What you can do for us is the is the five star reviews, or you know, be honest. It doesn't have to be a five star review. Give us what you think, yeah. uh, but give us the reviews on on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen, and do some evangelizing. Tell some friends. That's all, and uh, I guess that'll do it. For Shil Kapadia, I am your two time Duck Duck Juice champion, Bowolf. Signing off and telling you that, as always, we love you. friends.